When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Welcome. Welcome, one and all. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. It is... What is it? What was it today? It was like 96 degrees outside. Thank you all for standing up in this heat and being here tonight. Of course, it may be hot out there. You're the heroes. Stay hydrated. It may be hot outside, but in here, it's Christmas. Because yesterday, we all got the present we wanted. <laughs> FBI agents raided Mar-a-Lago. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. <laughs> That's the most beautiful sentence America has ever produced. It's right up there with we put cheese inside the crust. Here's what we know. Early Monday morning, the FBI executed a search warrant on the former president's offices and personal quarters. I feel bad for those agents. <laughs> Sir, I finished searching the cabinet full of empty chicken buckets. Where should I go next? Please don't say the bathroom. Please don't say the bathroom. Please don't say the bathroom. <laughs> so we know the raid happened. We still don't know why the raid happened because we don't yet know what was in the warrant. Think about that. We're talking about the former president of the United States of America. The FBI raids his home, and all I can think is, hmm, I wonder which of his crimes they're investigating. Because <laughs> he's done so many. It's hard. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I mean, at this point, at this point, he can't keep track. Sir, do you know why I pulled you over? Uh, let's see, the body's in my trunk. Uh, <laughs> the meth in the glove compartment. The... Backseat full of illegal spider monkeys who definitely got into the meth. No? Oh, it's the busted taillight? Fair enough. I was kidding about the other stuff. <laughs> Apparently, the FBI raid is all part of an ongoing investigation launched by the National Archives and Records Administration. That's right. He's gonna get taken down by the librarians. Okay? <laughs> oh, they're coming for you, baby. They're organized. They know where everything is. And you never know which way they're coming because they're so quiet. <laughs> okay? They are... silent but deadly. <laughs> Here's what happened. Back in January, the National Archives discovered that when he left D.C. for Mar-a-Lago, the former president took 15 boxes from the White House that contained government documents, mementos, gifts, and letters. Letters like correspondence with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, and mementos like Ted Cruz's balls. <laughs> Just little, little, 
practice. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, oh my. <laughs> he carries them in an old Crown Royal bag. There you go. There you go. There you go. All of this is perfectly innocent, according to former second first son, Eric, seen here saying, who's got two thumbs and thinks this is one of them? <laughs> Last night, he said this on the Fox News. They'll probably find a note from me telling him how proud I am of him and what a great job he was doing as president. Hey, FBI. Hey, FBI, did you find my note telling my dad how proud I am of him? Did you find a note of him saying how proud he is of me? <laughs> keep, keep looking. <laughs> the truth is out there. <laughs> there was one inconsistency to Eric's story about how the former... Really? Wow. It's been a long... There was one inconsistency to Eric's story about how the former president learned about the raid yesterday morning. See if you can spot it. You were with your dad as this was unfolding? I was, Sean. In fact, I was the guy that got the call this morning, and I called my father and let him know that it happened. So, you were with your dad yesterday morning as it was unfolding, and you got the call that was, it was happening, so you called him to tell him it was happening? from the same room? <laughs> Hold on. It went to voicemail. He's not picking up. Dad! Dad! It's me. Dad, it's me over here. Dad, it's me, your son. Not the one you like, the other one. I have... I have terrible news. I'm in the room with you. <laughs> now, we learned the news of the FBI raid straight from the horse's ass because the former president posted the news on social media. These are dark times for our nation as my beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, is currently under siege, raided and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. Well, of course it hasn't. <laughs> no president has ever been as criminal as you are, and I'm including President Eustace T. Stabber. So, multiple... <laughs> Tip a canoe and stab you, too! <laughs> so, multiple FBI agents searched the entire property, even got into his personal safe, which prompted the former president to write, what is the difference between this and Watergate, where operatives broke into the Democrat National Committee? Well, first... Watergate was Dick Nixon breaking the law. This was the law breaking in on a dick. <laughs> Second. <laughs> Second. <laughs> Second, Watergate was an illegal burglary by political mercenaries called the Plumbers. This was the FBI with a legal warrant signed by a judge because of evidence of probable cause. You may not like it, but it's how the government works. The same reason you don't hear 911 calls that go, help, I've been robbed. The IRS has been stealing small amounts regularly from all of my paychecks. 
Come quickly! While the former president... While the former president is under fire, our current one is on a hot streak. Biden's climate and health care bill just passed the Senate. Gas prices... Gas prices are dropping every day, and he done blowed up one of the world's top terrorists. Then this morning, he signed legislation that boosts domestic semiconductor manufacturing called the CHIPS bill. Well, the Internet has taken notice, and now there's a new meme out there known as Dark Brandon, which shows a badass Biden <laughs> with supervillain laser beam eyeballs. It's fun, it's spooky, and it's a cool addition to his other superpower, the ability to slow time while telling a story about the fire at the old Scranton Taffy factory. <laughs> Last night, I learned about the Dark Brandon meme from the youth, Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy. After the passage of the bill, you tweeted this image of President Biden. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not going to try to explain that meme. And you don't need to. Because I get it. You pass a big bill, you post a dank meme. Remember when Obamacare passed, the Senate parliamentarian tweeted, Ermagerd Affordable Health Care. <laughs> of course... <laughs> of course... The uh, Brandon part of Dark Brandon is co-opted from the right-wing meme, Let's Go Brandon, a phrase that translates to Joe Biden. But after all that he's accomplished lately, it's more like Joe Biden. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's a total turnaround for Joe. He's more powerful than ever, full of mysterious dark energy, and nothing can ever stop him except maybe his jacket. Because here he is yesterday in Kentucky, <laughs> struggling with the wind to find the old Mr. Armhole. It's right behind you, Joe. Come on, Joe, 110%. You got to put it all out on the field. You can do it, buddy. And no, he can't. Is there a doctor in the house? Dr. Jill. There she is. Help him find it. There it is. Nope, that's the pocket. Where is it? Come on, you can do it. There's, there's Mr. Armhole. Jacket back better. Come on, baby. Boom! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Heart racing, thankfully. That was the end of the president's accessory troubles until two seconds later when this happened. He's walking. Everything's cool. Recovered from the... Oh, and there go the glasses. All right. All right, who hit me? Who hit me? Come on, show your face, Jack. No fair playing tricks on old Pappy. Jill. Jill. Come on, baby. Let's do it. Come on, all right, this way. I'm going back. I'm you got coming it, you back. Got it, you got it. We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Ben Stiller. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. 
Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Late Show, already in progress. Folks, my first guest tonight is an actor and director you know from Zoolander, Tropic Thunder, and Escape at Danamora. He now directs and produces Severance, which is nominated for 14 Emmy Awards. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Ben Stiller! Lovely to see you again. You too. Well, COVID seems to have treated you well. You look fantastic. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. I was just, yeah, I was on a Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah. how, how is like how has your summer been? Have you it's owned... been good. Yeah, you know, I was just hanging out with the family. So and That's having nice. I was supposed to work on something this summer that, that didn't happen, so I've had a lot of great family time. It's been That's amazing. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, how, was, how many kids you got? I got two kids. Yeah. Uh, not really, they're not my daughter's 20. Yep. And my son's 17. And uh, yeah, this summer my daughter got her driver's license, and that was a big deal because I helped her learn to drive. Um, wow! Yeah, and it was I've a, been there. I, I I taught the kids to drive in our in our yeah. family. It's so nerve wracking. It is nerve wracking, but it's kind of like a nice familial sort of tradition thing too. Like my dad sure. taught me to drive, and um and yeah, and it's always like you know it could go bad at any time. Were you good about it? Because I was terrible about it. I mean, I try to just be calm. I, you know, the thing is, we were in New York. And she wanted to get a lot of hours in. She was sort of cramming because she wanted. In New York, you taught her to drive in. In yeah. New York. Yes. Like, wow. Why don't you just teach her to drive in Rome? Well, it's it's not that far off. I mean, if you t- the West Side Highway is literally like Mad Max Fury Road. It's to teach a person to drive on. Witness there's... me. No, it's crazy. And there's like cabs like jump over <laughs> you to get to the 125th Street exit. And she's in that, and she was doing really well with it. Be- yeah. And and what really helped her was. If we just played her favorite artist uh, on on the uh, iPhone, and we'd just play Taylor Swift, so we'd okay. just drive and sure. play Taylor Swift. And, and just... I I was a fan, but I think now I'm total Swifty. Sure. Yeah. You're the demo. Yeah. That's the demo right there. Because you know you get deep into it, and I, we got into the later stuff, folklore, Evermore folklore. Sure. You know about Cardigan, Betty, and August all being about the same love triangle, but from different points of view. Obviously. Yeah, and Obviously. and the characters are named after Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively's kids. You knew sure. that. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the yeah. all too well ten minute Taylor's yeah. version from the vault. Sure. Yeah. I drove I drove with uh, my daughter and my son from New York to Charleston, South Carolina, where I'm from, for Christmas time, and we listened to Evermore for the entire 14-hour ride. You did. Totally worth it. Yeah, totally right. Worth it. You get yeah. into the mindset. I'll just be muttering those lyrics on my deathbed. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but so it's nice you were good about it. You didn't, you didn't freak out or anything. No, like no, it that. would calm her and it would calm me. Yeah, and uh, and then she passed her test. You know, it's hard because they have to do parallel parking, and I, <laughs> everyone has to do parallel parking. <laughs> but now, but now you have help because you have the monitor in the car. Oh. most cars, right? So it's easier. Yeah, but back in the old days, we had no, to. No, we had to do a blindfold. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it yeah. was like Spartacus. There were. They were spinning blades yes. in the car. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's an yeah. intense thing. So yeah. I was really happy that she passed. You've done some traveling recently. You were mm-hmm. in uh, Ukraine uh, yes. this past spring. Is that yeah. what it was? Um, actually, like about, I don't know, maybe six weeks ago. So it was not that yeah. long ago. Okay. And you got a chance to uh, meet this fella. Yes. When you're over there. Yeah. And. How long, how long did you get to spend with them? Uh, we spent about 45 minutes together. I was there awesome. with, yeah, I was there with the UN Refugee Agency because mm-hmm. I'm a Goodwill Ambassador. Mm-hmm. 
and I go and visit places where people are displaced by war. You're not just knocking on doors and going, hey, Ben Stiller, I want to no. meet you. No, yeah, and yeah. I, I wasn't offering military advice or anything. Um, what was your impression of the gentleman? Uh, I was really impressed. I mean, you know, he has such an interesting story, you know, where sure. he comes from as yeah. an actor, and mm -hmm. but he actually was in a show where he played the president of the country. Right. And then yeah. has risen to this uh, occasion. And, you know, it's a very obviously serious situation. And to be able to talk about the refugee issues that they have in the country there, because mm -hmm. there's, you know, it's probably the biggest displacement of people since World War II. Mm -hmm. uh, I think maybe about 12 million people in that country have been displaced. So it's a, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a lot that they're dealing with right now. Um, did he mention any of your movies? Well, I'm not going to ask him when I go to meet. <laughs> The president mm -hmm. of Ukraine about my movies. I'm so sorry what's happening to your country. Yeah. I want to do everything we can help. But Did you, by any chance, see Zoolander? Exactly. <laughs> um, but I did. I did tell Adam Sandler that I was going, and 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 Sandler, you know, he's a big Zelensky fan, and so I did bring that up in the meeting. I said, you know, Adam Sandler wanted me to send his regards, and he said that late one night when his, you know, team had been working all day and it, it was like, he said it was like literally like one o'clock in the morning. They all were, you know, really exhausted and they needed a break. He pulled out his phone and he got onto Netflix and he scrolled through for new movies that they could just watch to just like get a break from it. And they, they got to Hustle and then uh, they tried out Hustle. Wow. And he said it was pretty good. <laughs> it's not a bad yeah. review. Yeah. Yeah. Um, much has been made, as you were mentioning before, that he started off as a comedic actor. Yeah. Does politics interest you at all? Would you be at all interested? Because <laughs> he seemed like a perfectly that, uh, intelligent, oh likable person. How do you think you would do in the same situation? Joe How Walsh about that? Joe Walsh is pointing at me. No. Joe Walsh is uh, all for you. No, man. You... Um, gosh. Vice President, uh, yeah. Stiller Walsh. I'm all He's in. got the experience. Rock and I'm roll ticket. You've got the drive. Um, no, I wish like someone like John Stewart would run. I think, he's yeah. I think what he's been doing recently has been yeah, he's doing pretty an incredible. amazing job. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want it for my friend just because, as the president of the United States, you have to make decisions like go drone those people, and I, that's a difficult thing. I don't think I would. Yeah, I know. I would make that decision or want my friend to make that decision. No, I know. It's a, it's a it's a whole other world, and I you know, and just feeling that like in talking with uh, Zelensky, you just feel that that weight, you know, and mm -hmm. it's it's nothing really funny about it. No. <laughs> so no, I don't want to go into politics. <laughs> uh, we have to take a quick break, but when I come back, I will ask Ben Stiller about finding new gears as an artist. Stick around. Late Show Pond Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. Hey, everybody. We're back here uh, with Mr. Ben Stiller. Uh, let's dive into Severance. Okay. All right. So, uh, this year is an Apple TV Plus, 14 Emmy nominations. Congratulations. Thank that's you. wonderful. Including, including Best Director for You. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. If this interview, if this interview goes well, there might be some waffles in it for you. Oh, sweet. All right. Waffle People party. don't know what that means. Okay. 
I, uh, everybody yeah. I knew was like, have to watch this show. I was just a busy guy. They're like, right. it has to be the next thing. My daughter, the one I taught to drive, Dad, it's the greatest television show of all time. I'm so glad I finally watched it. I'm absolutely blown away by this show. Belle, about uh, the, the, the strangeness of it, the, the tenderness of it. It's so funny at the same time. It's got this great social commentary about yeah. what our work-life balance should be and the sort of, sort of false family dynamics of corporations. Yeah. Uh, how, did it, how did it come to you? What did you think when you first heard this idea? Um, well, I got a script about five years ago that was a writing sample uh, by Dan Erickson, who was a writer who was just trying to break in and get a job in show business. And I read it, and it was just, to me, it just jumped off the page. You know, it's kind of rooted in these workplace comedies like The Office or Office Space or this this comedy genre, I think, that's developed over the last 20 years or so, whatever, that we have. And this banter that, you know, Parks and Rec, that kind of vibe. But yet it's happening in a world where these people go to work, they have a chip implanted in their head. When they go to work, they don't know who they are on the outside. They don't remember anything about their life. When they leave work, they don't remember what happened at work. So they're like talking and kind of having this kind of workplace interaction, but then they don't know what they're doing, why they're there, or who they are. And um, that was interesting to me. Um, and I thought, oh, that, you know, that, that's sort of like a weird metaphor for, for life. So, did that resonate in your work at all? Because, I mean, certainly working in production can be right. completely obsessive. Well, I think I'm lucky in that I love doing what I do, and I love mm -hmm. to go to work, and it's, you know, I, I enjoy it. Even, it can be hard sometimes. I think it's... You know, that thing of going to a job where you just don't connect with it at all and you're having to spend hours and hours of your life in this, you know, in this reality, that, that I think, is really what Dan was tapping into. So because Dan worked at a door factory for years, and he, and he had this idea when he was working at a door factory. And he's thinking, I, I, just, I hate working at a door factory. Um, so... so uh, I can imagine after a while you would hate doors. Yeah, every time yeah. you have to just touch a knob. Um, so, anyway, he came up with this idea, and I it just jumped off the page, and then it took a, a number of years to get it on the air. Uh, but I always felt it had a unique tone to it, and, uh, you know, thought of Adam Scott right off the bat, that he would just be amazing as the, as Mark, the main And character. you were right. Well, I mean, he's just incredible. He's so funny, and he has this other side to him, because he gets to play two sides of the character, the guy on the inside and the guy on the outside, and they're both in different places in their life. Well, I, I, I want to say something that I, I, I hope is in any way meaningful to you, is that I remember watching uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, uh, your film from 2013. <laughs> and it was a very, a very interesting film. You had already had a tremendous career up till that, just absolutely brilliant work, which you know I'm a fan of. And then when I saw that, I, I thought, oh, this is really, a, and I could be totally wrong, well, this is about Ben. This is about Ben wanting that beautiful thing or that, that perfect moment or that, that sort of that expansion of, of, of their world. And with Escape at Dannemora and with this, this movie, you have done this extraordinary thing at this stage of your career to, like, grow the palette of your work in such an extraordinary way that I, I watched Severance and I turned to Ev and I said, oh, I'm so happy for him. Like, the guy in Secret Life of Walter Mitty got that got that moment. This is, you've, you've grown so enormously, even though you were always so accomplished, that I can't help but be happy for an artist to find this new set of gears. Wow. Thank you. Does that mean, is that meaningful? To, like, does that, do you feel that at all? Um, no, I don't connect with that at all, but... <laughs> it, no. no. I mean, who am I to say that to really, Ben Stiller, no, no, but really, I, I'm so I, happy for I mean, you. 
you know, look, the creative process is, I think we're always trying to get closer to expressing ourselves and trying to find, you know, who you yeah. are in the work that you do. So weirdly not, I mean, you know, cause I haven't been acting for a while, somehow by connecting with these different projects, the, the stories in them, I think for me are somehow more connected to my life experience or my, you know, how I feel as a person. Mm -hmm. And also just things I wanna watch too, as an audience. Um, but uh, thank you, man. That's very nice. Oh, well, yeah, thank, thank you, you for you. being able to see all these things. I got a question. Is it true? I heard that out at Comic Con there was something called the Severance Experience, where you could actually have the experience of being in the office. Yes. And one of the things you could do was be on the desk, like people start <laughs> at the yeah. conference at conference table. Well, out yes, there. we had an activate. It's called an activation at Comic Con. Okay. I'd never been to Comic Con before. I know you were at Comic Con, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. Um, and uh, we did a panel, and then they set up a whole experience where you could go to work at Lumen. You could basically be awakened as your innie on the table and then go through and go into the break room. The break room of the show is not a really great place to go. Sure. Um, and then uh, you end up at MDR and you have a music dance experience at the end with uh, Mr. Milchik who uh, puts on some music and you get to rock out. Yeah, it was I, fun. I wish I had time to go. <laughs> it mm. was, yeah, um, you probably wouldn't remember because you get severed at the end and you forget. That's right. Yeah. Ben, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Lovely man. to see you. Severance is on Apple TV+. Plus. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. And for more exclusive Late Show content, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. CBS Sunday, after The Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.